0: Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father God. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. 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 Lord. His his goodness is part of his glory. (laughs) Glory to God. That's part of the glory of God. And the glory of God will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Hallelujah. (laughs) Okay, you can be seated. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, so this is (laughs) Woo! I, this, this sermon <laughs> is something else, I think, <laughs> but anyway, but it's, you know what, you know what the name of it is, once saved, always, always saved, good. question mark, and I honestly can prove to you, because there's a lot of doctrine out there that says that once you're saved, you're always saved, and it isn't true. Yeah. So we're gonna get you know I meant to bring a message Bible but it's it's okay though I, we can get it out of the amplified mostly, but um, now Jesus warns about self deception because yeah. there's you know right now especially <laughs> oh, so and there, there's um, there's there's a verbal profession of lordship without obedience. <sighs> To the will of God. You make a profession and say, Oh, Jesus, come into my heart, but then there's no obedience on it. And um, you can, you can, you know what, and, and this is what's so bad. You could even have a great ministry. And you could use the name of Jesus. You could use the authority of scriptures without walking in the genuine obedient discipleships. In other words, that could be past, it could be anybody. Yeah. See, okay, so last week we were talking about a lukewarm Christian. And yeah. yeah. go to Matthew 7, 21, okay. again. Yeah. We'll just take a, a little brief uh, of what There's we said. Right Matthew here. 7. Right Actually, if you had, weren't here, I don't know who wasn't here, but you need to get the CD or listen. I don't know if you, yeah. some people, uh, I don't know what kind of phones you have, but, or listen to it on Podbean or whatever. Can you still get it on um, Facebook? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 21. Verse, uh, Come on. Chapter 7. Boy, I tell you, chapter 7 in Matthew now starts out with do not judge and criticize and all that stuff. Okay. All right, so this is out of the Amplified. one. and Not everyone who says to me, Oh, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? See, they even prophesied. <laughs> uh, in your name and driven out demons... They cast out demons. Mm. And they did mighty, mighty works. They might have been, even. I, and I say this over and over. I know it's behind. You might, you could be behind the pulpit. Yeah. Yeah. You could be teaching Sunday school. You could be doing all these things. Yeah. And then I will say to them openly and publicly, I never knew you, saith the Lord. This is Jesus saying this. You know to the Pharisees and to his disciples. I never knew you. Yikes. Depart from me, you hack, who act wickedly, disregarding my commands. And so everyone who hears those words of mine and acts on them and obeys them, if you never read the the, the Bible, you're never going right. to, how do you know what's in it? Who reads these words of mine and acts on them, obeying them, will be like a sensible, prudent, practical, wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came. Hurricane, this sounds like. And the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it could not fall. Lots of things happen, you know? Maybe your spouse will die, maybe your child will die. or or something, but yet you stick in there with God. And it, it is not God's fault. Now, I bet you have to know this. God does not cause any kind of a bad thing. It's impossible. He is pure, absolute goodness. He'd have to go down to hell and borrow some from the devil. Well, he's a sovereign God. He's sovereign according to his word. And is there any word in there that says he's a mean God? Yes, he will get upset, just like a parent will when a child does not obey. Like, for example, you tell your child, don't take drugs, and they take drugs. Well, <laughs> you know, it's it's just like it, it's got, do you, do you get this? There is no bad, and God has never caused, the bad. He doesn't cause the storm. He doesn't call retarded children. He doesn't cause these things to happen. People get mad at him, and it's their fault, even people who aren't born again, because they never see that everybody has a chance. I mean, why? I had such a hunger for God that he finally got somebody in there to give, it, to give me what I really needed further than what i i was doing i was very active in the my church very active never ever missed missed. probably went every day to church you know active in the the participation and all that stuff graduated from the same kind of denomination of uh, college (laughs) even and um uh but I, I was hungry for more, and I knew there was more out there. And God will make a way to you to get that. But you got to have that hungry heart. I didn't even realize that until now you look back on it. And so, see, everybody will have a chance because God will make sure you do. And some people were born with, in a family who there's, neither parent knew nothing about nothing didn't even go to church and did bad things yet they they had that in in here and they found their way (laughs) somebody was smiling at right now anyway i know the rain fell the floods came and it beat, but it did not fall because it was founded on the rock its identification was in god and everyone who hears those words of mine and some people hear the words they really hear the words they had a chance. They were born in Pentecostal churches. <laughs> I wasn't. And does not do them will be like a stupid, foolish man who built his house upon the sand. So you can see it sitting and maybe the, oh, before the water comes up like in an ocean. <laughs> All these, these houses with sticks. <laughs> and a flood comes and a hurricane. And they don't stand. And the rain fell and the floods came. Same same kind of storm. The storms were exactly the same. One house stood. In other words, your mind stood, your, your spirit stood, and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell, and great was the complete fall of it. So people who join themselves to Jesus solely for the benefit of salvation, and and they follow at first... But they lack commitment. Is it's it's ultimately revealed? (laughs) They never come to know the heart of God. They never can trust God. They never know the heart of God. And and uh, you know and see. So a true believer is not known by what he confesses but by the fruit of obedience. Yeah. Revelation three fifteen and 16. And uh, this is just a review from last week. <laughs> See, it, you know, it's just kidding to that point. It is out there. Okay, and it says, I know your record of works and what you are doing, but you are neither cold nor nor hot. Oh, how I wish you were cold or hot. That's more or less. And Jesus is saying this. I know your record of works and what, oops. So because you are lukewarm, lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. And the word spew means vomit. (laughs) So what is lukewarm? It's Too much hot to be cold and too much cold to be hot, (laughs) right? (laughs) It's a blend. It has enough heat to blend in undetected with the hot and enough cool to slip in unnoticed with the cold. But you know, it's just, and last week we were saying, do you like lukewarm coffee? (laughs) Lukewarm tea, hot tea. You wanted hot tea, not lukewarm. or, Or if you wanted cold tea, you wouldn't want lukewarm either. Or lukewarm milk. (laughs) See, the lukewarm people know scriptures. They know songs. Now look, though. Look what I'm saying here. Faith words and right cliches to blend in with the Christians. That one really... (laughs) When, but when they're around the world, uh-huh. they blend with the world, yeah. and they act worldly. Yeah, right. Okay, so then, you know, here it says, cold nor hot. So the second group of people is cold. One's hot, you know, <laughs> and the other one's cold. And they are going, will more likely lose their salvation. The at one time they even knew him and they may have even done wonders in his name, laid hands on people, they got, you know, were healed, all kinds of stuff, and they did not endure to the end. See, we want to finish strong. So how can an enthusiastic, fired up person for God end up lax and lethargic? Okay. Let's go to Jude 3. And we'll Read out of the Amplified. I, I read a lot of it in the message too. Oh well, that's all right. Okay, Jude is right before Revelation. <laughs> and um, Jude is just one small book. <laughs> and it doesn't have any chapters, it has one chapter. <laughs> So, it's all Jude 1. <laughs> so, Jude verse 3 is what I meant when I said that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm just going to read for you. Beloved, my whole concern was to... Okay, now Jude is writing this book. Paul's writing it, but he's writing it to Jude. Okay, okay, beloved, my whole concern was to write to you, Jude, in regard to our common salvation. We have a common salvation too, right? But I found it necessary and was impelled to write you and urgently appeal to and exhort you to contend for the faith, to fight for the faith, to fight for it, which was once for all handed down to the saints, the faith which is that sum of Christian belief which was delivered verbally to the holy people of God. Now, to contend with is to battle for something. And I said that fight. With whom? Who? Or, or with what? Well, we're in the, when we're contending for the faith, we're battling demons. And right now, I mean, you could say all those people... In our government, I mean, are so evil, especially with what they want. They want a Christian persecution, and I am not kidding you, right here in the United States. They want to close all the churches. So you see, they do. They, their plan is to get rid of us, but they can't do it because they don't know. See, because they don't believe in Him, and He's more powerful. Okay. But see, So we're always, we're never fighting prince, uh, people. We are fighting, yeah, we aren't fighting flesh and blood people. It says in Ephesians 6, we're fighting principalities and powers, demons. Are there demons? Oh, yeah. And there are more right now. Even Oral Roberts said that. But Jude is talking about another fight, that it's the fight to keep that faith right now. Okay, verse 4 through 8. No. For certain men have crept, crept in stealthily. I mean, they're, you know, sneakily going. Okay, gaining entrance secretly by a side door. Their doom was predicted long ago. Ungodly, impious, profane. Might swear a lot. Persons who pervert the grace, the spiritual blessing and favor of our God into lawlessness and wantedness and immorality and disown and deny our soul master and Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Um, let me see something here. Let me just look in the King James Okay, they turn the grace of our God, it says, to lasciviousness. Yeah. Doing whatever you want. Yeah, you don't care what you do. Yeah, still the- but still, still the- but still the- you're still saying you're a Christian. <laughs> yeah. okay. Right. Not so. okay, next verse. Now I want to remind you, though, you were fully informed once for all. That through the Lord at one time, though the Lord at one time delivered a people out of the land of the world of Egypt, he subsequently destroyed those of them who did not believe after he delivered them. Right? He destroyed all those people in that first thing because they would not believe that that was the land of promise. And when we don't believe that this is the land of promise... And that they don't believe it. Yeah. See, we're really not believing. No. Wow. Yeah. Come on. That's why you got to push yourself and push yourself yeah. into yeah. what? Healing scriptures. Healing, healing, healing. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to read every book I can on healing. Yeah. 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 You know what? So who did not believe, who refused to really adhere or cling to God. Yeah. To trust in Him and rely upon Him. Yet we rely upon doctors and all those other people. You know what I mean? When when it comes to that, next verse. And angels, there were even angels who did not keep care for or guard or hold to their own first place of power, but abandoned their proper dwelling place, and these he has reserved in custody in eternal chains in bonds. Under the thick gloom of utter darkness, until the judgment and doom of the great day. Now I'm going to say something here. Wait a minute. Put the angels back up. Okay. And it, and most of us think that it was these. And the, and those are the angels who said, "I'm going to rise." Say, Lucifer said to them, "Come on, let's get up to that high place in God. That's where we're seated now." <laughs> And he said, let's, let's go up there and be higher than God. <laughs> and God said, whoop! He went, <laughs> And the whole earth blew up. Now, that was an earth that didn't ex- You know, we don't know much about it. There was, in Genesis, it says, ha <laughs> ha, It says there was all darkness. I wasn't going to do this, though. Okay. In the beginning, God prepared, formed, fashioned, and created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form. Uh What? And darkness prevailed. What? Uh A lot happened between Genesis 1 and 2. I've got a bunch of notes on it. (laughs) And Kenneth Hagin endorses it, too. Benny Hinn endorsed it. Marietta endorses it. Or did you learn about it? At all? Yes. There was, it existed before. Lucifer actually, I think, was the ruler. And it was, it was becoming a, a, a really rising up. And so he thought he was hot stuff. And then he... They're actually... Okay. They're, that's who that's talking about. Some of the, some of the angels... Okay, now I mixed those two stories up because the angels that got thrown out of heaven... There. See, I'm not sure. This is what I think. Okay, I think these angels are chained up, and those other ones from that other that other era are the ones that are roaming as demonic spirits. Uh huh. And those, because it says right here, they're chained up. I'm sorry. I just got, I wasn't planning on talking about that. And then, I, 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 did, did you get that right now? <laughs> There's a whole bunch of angels. They tried, okay. <laughs> the ones that were following God. The angels could be the ones, disembodied spirits. The ones from the, the world before. Mm-hmm. The Earth was recreated. and there are Hebrew words that actually confirm that. If you take those Hebrew words, man I studied it out one <laughs> all that stuff Where, right when I was first a Christian. If Kenneth Hagan said it, I believed it. And then many many uh, after that it's been confirmed and confirmed, confirmed by Charles Caps by a whole a lot of well-known, Trustworthy people. Okay, so anyway, it doesn't make any difference. They're demons. <laughs> and they're roaming the earth. Okay, go ahead. The wicked are sentenced, to, oh, was that, yeah, the wicked are sentenced to suffer just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the adjacent towns, which likewise gave themselves over to impurity. They were homosexuals and indulged in unnatural vice and sensual perversity. See, people think, are you kidding? It's in one of the first few chapters of Genesis. There was homosexuality. Men tried to, to rape angels who were, looked like men. That's what I mean with that. And, and laid out in plain sight. As an exhibit of perpetual punishment to, war- to warn of everlasting fire. One more verse. That. Nevertheless, and like modern, these dreamers also corrupt the body. Yeah. They scorn, they reject authority and government, and revile, and libel, and scoff at heavenly glories, the glorious ones. The Okay, see, we have got to battle for the faith because certain individuals slip into our churches. And they misrepresent the grace of God as a cover up or a license to sin. See, and this is what they say. And you know what? When my daughter was going to Ramah in 1981, she went, Mom, some, some of the kids say, Oh, we could do that. We could do anything we want because we're free. And she says, we're covered by grace. And she said, I said, that's not true. <laughs> and see, they, this is happening. And it's called greasy grace. And there are preachers out there that, you know, they're good, and I don't want to say anything about anybody, but they're, they're, you'll think, they're really, really hot. <laughs> but all they ever do is they never tell you some of the other things that could happen? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's all greasy grace. Yeah. You're covered yeah. by grace, yeah. and you're covered by grace, and you're covered by grace. And even one of one of uh, um, Kev- Kenneth Copeland's son got caught up in it a few years back, <laughs> and um, uh, and but he got straightened out real fast because he was one of the Kenneth Copeland's sons, because he is on his program. You know, on his you know uh, daily TV, Amen. and very prominent, but um, y- you know there's somebody out there doing doing that right now. So just just be careful. See, they it's a cover up or a license to sin. It's okay to do this. Yeah, God will forgive you if you repent of anything, and the Living Bible says. That, um, that after we become Christians, they tell you you can do just as you like without fear because you're covered by grace. I couldn't believe it. I remember when she called me and told me that, that some of the kids were saying that. These people creep in unnoticed, and how do they do it? <laughs> they accuse you of the way they're, they're acting. They actually project themselves. You know that's a psychological term in a way. They people will accuse you of doing something, and you think, I, that, "I've I've had I've had it happen to me." I went, "What? My heart is innocent, totally. I've never ever dreamed of doing that." And I went, "What? They're accusing you?" You know, and and I thought, "They're the ones doing it." <laughs> I've encountered it. Just right, face to face with people. Okay, so now now put up Titus, uh, Titus 1, 15 and sixteen, and we'll we'll be going back though to Jude. Titus 1, 15 and sixteen. Now just know this: if you want to know where's Titus, all the T's are together. 1st Thessalonians, 2nd Thessalonians, 1st Timothy, 2nd Timothy, Titus. (laughs) That's how I learned to memorize them. Easy way. (laughs) Titus has a few chapters. (laughs) So, it's 1, 15, and 16. Okay, to the pure in heart and conscience, all things are pure, but to Defiled and corrupt and unbelieving, nothing is pure. Their very minds and consciences are defiled and polluted. It's really important about your conscience. If you got checks in your conscience, just leave stuff alone. They profess to know God, to recognize and be acquainted with Him, but they deny and disown and renounce Him by what they do. I'm just giving you a pause there by what they do. They are detestable and loathsome, unbelieving and disobedient and disloyal and rebellious, and they are unfit and worthless for good work, deed, or enterprise of any kind. They don't deny the Lord by what they say, but by their lifestyles and their actions. See, they can fake the saying. And at the si- same time, they actually think they know the Lord. Okay, now, i, I I'm, I'm got this written out for sake of time. 2 Timothy 3.13 in the Amplified says, yeah. just listen, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse and deceiving and being deceived. Yeah. Now, one, one who deceives others, they do it by... Assumed character or false pretense, yeah. you know. They're faking the way they act. Yeah. <laughs> they act godly, but they're pretenders to be something they are not. They pretend to be something they absolutely are not. And, and they're, they're like wolves in sheep clothing, and they make you focus on them sure. and not on God. Okay, the sad part is they even influence (laughs) themselves. They get deceived, yeah. They confess the new birth, they know scripture, they speak in tongues, and participate in activities. Uh But the only way to discern them is by the fruit of their life. And this one too, uh, I'll just read it to you. This is Matthew 7, 18 through 20. Maybe we should look at that. Let's look at that. Because that's, yeah, Matthew, that's good. It's better to have your eyes look at it. Matthew 7, 18 through 20. A good tree, a good healthy tree cannot bear bad, worthless fruit nor can a bad, diseased tree bear excellent fruit worthy of admiration. Every tree that does not bear fruit is cut down and cast into the fire. You know what, and it's just like, if there's a whole bunch of branches, believe me, Denise is going to say, pick those branches up in the spring. (laughs) And what are you going to do with them? them? You're going to burn them. That's the same as us. If we're not attached to the vine. Okay. Therefore, you will fully know them by their fruits. <laughs> or there's a whole bunch of rotten fruit. Not, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father, who is in heaven. Okay. Uh, many will say, how far did I say it? Well, I guess that was enough. Yeah. Well, that, we already read this now. Yeah, okay. So let's go to Jude 8 now. There's too much though. <laughs> or did we re- re-read Jude 8, didn't we? See, like in Jude 8, they defile the flesh and they reject authority. And they grumble and complain and walk in their own desires and lusts. And they, <laughs> a lot of times they mouth, Great words of flattery. Ooh, it's just, you know, sometimes, hmm. Okay, now go to Jude 16 through 19, and we're going to go back to 10. Okay, there are invertebrate murmurers and grumblers. They never stop grumbling, that's what that means. Who complain of their lot in life. They're always, you know, we got to be careful about that, about complaining about everything. I mean, I've done it too, and it's like, stop it. (laughs) Going after their own desires controlled by their passions. Their talk is boastful and arrogant, and they claim to admire men's persons. And they pay people flattering compliments to gain advantage. But you must remember, beloved, the predictions which were made by the apostles, the special messengers of our Lord Jesus Christ. Go ahead, the anointed one. They told you beforehand, in the last days, in the end times, there will be scoffers who seek to gratify their own unholy desires following after their own ungodly passions. It is these who are agitators. They agitate you. They set up distinctions. They cause divisions. Merely sensual. Creatures, carnal. That means fleshy. Worldly-minded people, devoid of the Holy Spirit, and destitute of any higher spiritual life. Well, I'm born again, and I'm spirit-filled. I'm doing just fine. It doesn't go any further. Okay now um so they cause divisions yeah. and a lot of times they'll talk about church and pastors or let's not you know what oh we have to go to church so much you know and behind their backs uh-huh. create problems in homes ministries and churches yeah. and and there's there's many naive innocent people sometimes we're innocent and and we can get influenced by their behavior. Okay, Jude 10 and 11. Practically reading the whole book of Jude here. It's so good. <laughs> but these men revile, they scoff, and stare at anything they do not happen to be acquainted with, and that they, the things they don't understand. <laughs> you know, that could even be the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Ah, that's burned up. Somebody came to our backyard yeah. and told us that. Come on. The 4th of July. Yeah, I and I don't care. It made me mad because yeah. they were trying to influence people who were standing around. Right now? And, um, right now, but... and, uh, and, you know, and it could be or any of that, that kind of thing. They're not acquainted with it. They do not understand it. And they, think, and they think that it's gone, and, so, and it's not. It is the very thing that's a prominent in this right now. Okay. And whatever they do understand physically, that which they know by mere instinct, it's just like the natural world then, see, the flesh. They're like irrational beasts. <laughs> this is the Bible. By these, they corrupt themselves, and they're destroyed, and they perish. Well, I really like that person, you know, and they do a lot for me because they pick me up. They got a car, and I don't, and I, I'm just going to, you know, and so you mush up to them, and, or, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? you got to be careful of that. Or They're my friends. What are they going to say? Ooh, I tell you what, when we became Christians, and we had a lot of friends in the neighborhood, it was tough to, <laughs> to put them at a distance. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, okay, verse 11. Woe to them, for they have run riotously in the way of Cain. Cain murdered his brother because he was jealous. The first murder on the earth. And they have abandoned themselves for the sake of gain. You see, they get gain from it. Well, I'm going to keep those, you know, because I can get something out of them. I can get rides, and I can get this, and I can get that, and I can get this, and I can get that. It offers them the following. The error of Balaam, and I'll tell you, explain that later, and have perished in rebellion like that of Korah. Okay. Okay, Cain, he presented disobedience, a disobedient Offering and his brother, who was Cain, his brother, okay, he was jealous then of his brother Abel, and he got offended and he rebelled against the counsel of God and murdered Cain. Now, God says, You know what? He, you know what? God actually was giving him a a chance to repent because he said to him, Cain, if you'll do right you'll be okay. In other words, just undo this and do it the right way. You know? And he did not obey him, and he did the first murder. Balaam, well, he was a prophet, but he was used, or you could say prostituted, the anointing. You could use the anointing, and it's like a prostitute. You know what? You're going against God, using it for your own gain for selfish reasons, because he was greedy for power. Balaam was, because he was a big deal. You know, everybody thought, "Ooh, Balaam, he's a prophet, and if he prophesies against Israel, I'm going to pay him." This this other guy, Balak, he he, he gave him bunches of money and stuff and. Shh, shh, shh. Okay, we'll we'll do a sacrifice, a bunch of bulls, and then we're gonna uh, you will prophesy against Israel. Yeah. Guess what, though? God wouldn't let Balaam do it. His mouth, yeah. it wouldn't come out. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, it said the opposite. Yeah. But see, it was still the intention of his heart. Yeah. He wanted money. So be careful of these things, seriously. Korah. He was one of of the. They, I mean, there were how many? A million people, <laughs> and so they, they had to have more than one priest, or they called them priests, yeah. in there, or one more than one. Um, they were kind of like a, there was like Moses was the pastor, yeah. and they yeah. were under him. You could say he was an apostle with all these. <laughs> okay, exactly. so yeah. Korah was one of the priests who was jealous of Moses. Yeah. And he wanted a share of Moses' authority. He says, who says he can make all the decisions? That's what it says. Those stories are interesting. And he wanted to re- to promote himself. And he rebelled against church authority. And guess what? The ground opened up and swallowed him and all his family and all his followers. Animals, kids, pets, <laughs> Whatever. The little kids, yeah. because see, sometimes it's little kids because because if Cora was the father, yeah. that let me tell you folks, if you look at pornography, you're yeah. you're a married man with children. Come on. You look at pornography, yeah. or a woman yeah. looking at the mother or the father, yeah. and you, I've always it's a secret from my children. Oh. You know what? It doesn't make any difference if they never will know. That spirit will come on them. That spirit will get on them. I mean, you got to pray about that because it'll try to go down the line. Seriously. That's where all that junk comes from. Or if you, you, uh, you well, you know what? We're going to drink and nobody's going to know. It did it doesn't work. Right it's gonna come right back and your kids are gonna start doing it. Or doing drugs on the sneak. Your kids are gonna do the same thing. These families have gone. You know it it just yeah. Um, you can't you can't or commit an adultery or you know, that'll try that'll try to go down the line. They'll try to come in. Now I'm not saying once maybe some old lifestyle and you became a Christian, you're Amen. forgiven. That's, That's right. out. Amen. That's your past. That's it's right. Gone. Oh. I'm talking after a Christian after you're a Christian. Because right. these were all okay. Jude 12 and 13. We're reading a lot. Okay, these are hidden reefs, elements of d- danger. You know, you're on a boat. <laughs> There's reefs. I don't, I don't, know. is that it? What are we, okay, but they are hidden reefs in your love feasts where they boldly feast sumptuously carousing together in your midst. Let's say we have a dinner out there or, you know, something. You know, without scruples providing for themselves alone. They are clouds without water swept along by the winds, trees without fruit at the late autumn gathering time, twice doubly dead, lifeless and plucked up by the roots. And some of these are people who do not believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost, or tongues. Wild waves of the sea, flinging up the foam of their own shame, and disgrace wandering stars, for whom the gloom of eternal darkness has been reserved forever. That's a pretty heavy language in there. I I tell you. Now go. Okay. So you know those love feasts? It's, they could be any sort of a Christian gathering. Uh, imposters are spots, and they can come into church and be because of their conduct and motives. And there's elements of hidden dangers, you know, stains. Jesus is coming for a glorious church and not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. And that's the way it is. Just see, people, I've heard all kinds of people, just because I'm born again, I'm going to go up in the first rapture. No, you're not. (laughs) We are to a point where, you know, I can remember Nancy Dufresne even got it. She was up all night long somewhere. And it was at a camp meeting that we went to. And she said she was up all night long. <laughs> and she started writing. And the Lord was showing her that we have to, in order to even get, there has to be no real purity yeah. and no compromise. Yeah. With the, with the rapture, honest to God. Okay, so he's coming for a glorious church, and he's so full. See, the days of Ananias and Sapphira, they're coming. See, he's so pure, he could not take us up in the rapture, or we'd blow up. And it's just like Ananias and Sapphira. See, they lied. They were part of the church of that in you know that that time, and they lied and they died. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. yep. And you know, it was about money, but it wasn't. And Peter even said later, he said, "Well, if you would have just said, I, I want to keep back this amount and put it in the bank,' but I'm going to give you this amount," right. but they wanted to be hot stuff because okay. other ones were giving all of their Property from the money to the church. And you, you don't have to. I mean, that's not, you know, but they lied about it so they could get glory. And they died. It's right in the book of Acts. They just fell over dead. So, um, anyways, uh, all right. So, they're clouds without water. <laughs> See the clouds up in the sky? They're empty. And they bear a semblance of godliness, but they're void of the character of Jesus. Void of the character. They have the appearance of a believer, but they don't have the life of a believer or the substance when no one's looking, too. They're like late autumn leaves, falls when the fruit is fully ripe and hanging on a tree. And these trees are twice dead. See, people who are dead... Without Christ, then they received salvation, mm-hmm. but they went to die again the because they departed from him in their hearts and their own free will. Oh. It's, it's so... Okay. Let's see. Oh, boy. I tell you. This. <laughs> okay. So, okay, now, um, we didn't read 16 through 19, did we? Or did we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. That's right. Okay, James 5, 19 and 20, amplified. Okay, my brethren, my brothers and sisters in the Lord, in other words, they're born again. If anyone among you strays from the truth, it's capitalized, the word, and falls into error, and another person brings him back to God, let the latter one, the person who brings him back to God, be sure that whoever turns a sinner from his evil course Will save that one's soul from death. Now, why would it say that unless it was like they 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 went so far that they were no longer Christians? Because it says they were in the first place. Okay, and they will cover that person in a multitude of sins. They'll procure the pardon of the many sins committed by the convert. If you can get them back, try to get them back. <laughs> I mean, that's that's love. <laughs> Okay, Amen. so okay. Now jo- James said, "Brethren," and he was describing a believer who wandered from the truth, yeah. and he calls that brother who wandered a sinner. Yeah. Yeah. And if they do not repent, though their destination is br- is is death. It's you know it's not it's not they're not they're not, yeah, nope. they're not there. Uh, Proverbs now I'll re- just read this one. Proverbs two sixteen. A man who wanders from the way of understanding will rest in the assembly of the dead. Sure. Now go to. We'll put Second Peter two eighteen through twenty two. Okay. Amplified. <laughs> this thing is kind of. See, we need to go after those people too. But you can't force anybody either. No, you cannot. Anyway, 2 Peter 2, 18, amplified. For uttering loud boasts of folly, they beguile and lure with lustful desires of the flesh, those who are barely escaping from them who are wrongdoers. <laughs> they promise them freedom, liberty, when they themselves are the slaves of depravity and defilement. For by whatever anyone is made inferior or worse or is overcome, to that person or thing he is enslaved." Hey, I'm free to do drugs. I'm free to smoke. I'm free to drink. I'm free to do this. I'm free to do that. I've committed adultery, or I can look at porno. I'm free because grace has said, you know what? You're not free. You're putting yourself in bondage. You know, some of the prisoners would say, I felt freer in prison after they got born again than when, you know what? Than when they were free because the prison curbed them, but then somebody comes in, that's the beauty of coming into the prisons, and you can't get them born again. See, we were in prison ministry for seven years, so see, okay, what verse was I on? All right, Uh, yeah, okay, they promised them liberty when they themselves are the slaves, Okay, for whatever anyone is made inferior, yeah, he's, okay, if you're made inferior or worse, overcome, you're a slave. Verse 20, for if after, after, I circled after, they have escaped the pollution of the world through the full personal knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and they again become entangled in that other stuff and are overcome, their last condition is worse for them than the first. Yeah. Yeah. For never to have obtained a full personal knowledge of the way of righteousness would have been better for them than having obtained such knowledge and then turning back from the holy commandment, which was verbally delivered to them said so it, it was, see, it would have been better. There has befallen them the things spoken in the true proverb. The dog turns back to his own vomit. And the sow is washed only to wallow again in the mire. Have you ever seen a dog? I mean, I've had a whole bunch of dogs when we were you know, different, you know. And, and they would. They would throw up and eat it. <laughs> so that's, but that's what that's talking about. So. Would a person who escaped pollution of the world through the knowledge of Jesus Christ be saved? Yeah, you escaped the pollution of the world, right? All right, you're saved, right? And these people, they'll return to the world. That's why you can't say once saved, over <laughs> always saved. They're overcome by the power of the world again, And they don't even try to restore their relationship. See, these scriptures prove it. That one, that one, right? I mean, it just proves it. See, the backsliders, though, can return to the Lord through genuine repentance. But if they, they, you you can repent. But if you stay entangled with the world, see, it would have been better for them to not even be saved and get saved later. It's just, yeah, yeah. Remember Jude 12 and 13 said they're twice dead. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're reserved the blackness of darkness forever. There, there, there have been people that oh, oh have come in here, and I, I can look back, so and um, yeah. The are, are they, yeah. They're, they're so haughty, or some, sometimes they think they're, yeah. you know, you know what they're doing, yeah. and they'll come up to you and say, you said Error. Well, I've heard Kenneth Copeland and a whole bunch of them miss the scripture, miss the, the right where it was, you know. <laughs> or make some big deal out of some little tiny. <laughs> See, but people received Jesus, They they knew his will, and they still walked away, they're going to receive the greatest punishment of the second death. So Jude said to fight earnestly for the faith, right. especially in these last days. And, and, and the focus is on those who say they are Christians but only be, obey God if it's convenient That's it. because they have a self-ruled life. And either they're believers or they've fallen from grace. They're lukewarm, imposters, false brethren. They're wolves in sheep's clothing, There's spots in the church. And that, you know, that seems harsh speaking, but out of the love for the sake of the protection of those people. Got to know. Jude 20 and 21. I don't think that was, yeah. Back to Jude. And I'm almost done. I knew this was going to be, um, anyway. But, okay. Yeah. 220, 220. But you, beloved, Come on. build yourself up. Hallelujah. Founded on your most holy faith. Yeah. How do you give faith? hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, yes. hearing and hearing the word of God. Make progress. Rise like an edifice, higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. It's got the Word and the Spirit. In the last days, it's going to be the Word and the Spirit. Guard and keep yourself in the love of God. Okay. Expect and patiently wait for the mercy of our Lord which will bring you into eternal life. Yeah. And refute so as to convict someone who disputes with you and on some have mercy who waver and doubt. Yeah. Yeah. You, you'll know. See, if you're led by the Spirit, you'll know. Yeah. You know, don't, sure. some of them, you, you, can, you pick it up. Yeah. And the other ones, it's just you have mercy on them yeah. and you talk to them. Okay, if there's a lack of knowledge there, teach them if they are open. Yeah, if open. Yeah. I want to tell you something, though. A lack of knowledge is not going to... I used to always say, well, yeah, but those poor people didn't have the knowledge. Well, yeah, but then I looked at myself. I didn't have the knowledge either for 40 years. Yeah. And then God made someone come in, and I listened to them, yeah. you know, and knew that that was it. Yeah. So... Dug into it. Uh, you know, my people perish for a lack of knowledge, but he said you better try to get that knowledge. Amen. There's not an excuse either. Right. So but teach those people if you're open. But if you're not in you're not really looking into this, you won't know how. <laughs> okay, so I guess that was that's what I said that far, right? What did I say? Verse Oh, okay, 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 then I'm going to, we're going to go on with the rest of that after. Okay, now we're to keep ourselves in the love of God. That's huge. John 14 and 15 says, we have brought this up for the last month. If you really love me, you'll obey my commands. So we're warned that the leaven, leaven, you know, of disobedience can filter into our life. 1 Corinthians 5:16 says a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Okay. And I'm I'm just going to say this. And that's why I was particular about not and I, please don't get offended because I know everybody here is actually fit, but I was doing that for their sake and for the sake if you have even one person committing adultery, like a guy or something, and nobody knows it, it will begin to affect the teenagers, even in a church. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the father affects the children without them knowing it. Or if people are living together, and see, then everybody thinks that's right, and it's not. It's not right. I don't care. I, that's old-fashioned. You know, <laughs> You want to keep up with the world? That No, this is... this is, Yeah, you're a friend of the world. You're an enemy of God. See, but it will leak, especially to the young people. And you don't want that. And I'm responsible for that. You know, that there could be sometimes you don't know. But, um, you see, uh, anyway, so a little leaven, leavens, Everybody in a community of church. Right. Disobedience is contagious. Yeah. And if you stay around a person with a, a contagious illness, oh, right? Come on. Come on. Your body resistance breaks down. Yeah. Yeah. And you get the disease. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's the same thing with dis... Sh- sh- okay. Yep. <laughs> it's the same with disobedience. You know, we're scared of disease. But be scared of disobedience. Amen. See, obeying God's words of warning and instruction yeah. are like immunization shots. Which yeah, it's it's, anymore, forget the COVID at <laughs> <No>. all. <laughs> I'm sorry, but but I mean we did get immunizations before. But okay, so see, they boost our immunity and resistance to the disease of disobedience it's true. in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. The yeah. it so, you know, we, we take immunization shots, we give immunization shots in the natural, take preventative measures to stop disease and educate to prevent disease, but then, you know, because God wrote his word yeah. Yeah. Like to show us how to stop the disease of Luke warmness and disobedience and a spirit of death. Okay now uh, go to verse 23 through 25 Jude. Okay so strive means put everything you've got into it. Like you're a runner you're going to win the race. Strive to save others, snatching them out of the fire. On others take pity, but with fear, loathing even the garment spotted by the flesh and polluted by their sensuality. Now to him who is able to keep you without stumbling or slipping or falling and to present you unblemished, blameless and faultless, before the presence of his glory in triumphant joy and exaltation with unspeakable ecstatic delight. Go ahead. To, go. to the one and only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be the glory, the splendor, the majesty, the might, and the dominion, and the power and authority before all time and now and forever unto the ages of eternity. Amen. So be it. Okay, go to Acts 20, 28 through 31. Okay, it says, take care and be on guard for yourselves and the whole flock over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you bishops or it could be pastors and guardians to shepherd, to tend and feed and guide the church of the Lord or of God which he obtained for himself, he bought it, he buying it and saving that church for himself with his own blood. You see how responsible a pastor is? I know that after I am gone, Paul said, ferocious wolves will get in among you, not sparing the flock. And even from among your own selves. Yikes. I put around. Even from among your own selves. Men or women will come to the front Who, by saying perverse, distorted, and corrupt things, will endeavor to draw away disciples. Ah, come on. Let's just, you know, after them to their own party. Therefore, be always alert and on your guard, being mindful that I, Paul, for three years, I never stopped day or night seriously to admonish and advise or exhort you one by one with tears. But now, brethren, I commit you to God. I deposit you in his charge entrusting you to his protection and care. And he because he was leaving. And you know how how it's tough sometimes. Like a mom or dad, they might you know have something wrong with them and they died and they hate to leave there. See God wrote his words to show us how to stop The disease of lukewarmness and disobedience. We didn't become Christians just, you know, see, and there are certain things, even your character, being on time, giving everything you have when it pertains to God in the church more than you give it out there. And I'm serious. This is the time you've got to do that. Because uh, see, there's 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 wolves like in she, uh, sheep's clothing, yeah, yeah. and and they they talk like Christians, yeah. but you're gonna know them by their life. Yeah. I, I'm I'm just gonna go through every one, and believe me, I'm on the last page. You'll get out of here. No, so <laughs> Psalm nineteen nine through eleven. Mm-hmm. I know this. <laughs> this is, uh-huh. oh, is Psalm nineteen. Yeah, Psalms nineteen, and it's uh, I said verses nine through eleven. Yeah, you said yesterday or today. Okay, the reverent fear of the Lord is clean, it is. Oh, yes it is. clean, yeah. mm-hmm. and it endures forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true and righteous. That, that's 21. <laughs> but that was good. <laughs> 19. <laughs> I thought, that's not right. <laughs> I know what I did. <laughs> okay. 19. 9 through 11. <laughs> or is that right? Yeah, the fear of the Lord is... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought I was on 20. Yeah. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> There's so many scriptures. <laughs> okay. Okay, but the, it's clean. Oh, the stuff of the Lord is clean. His rules. And, you say, okay, more to be desired are they than gold. Wow. Even than much fine gold. They are sweeter also than honey and the drippings from a honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned and remind, reminded, illuminated, and lit up. <laughs> And instructed, and in keeping them, there is great reward from the word of God. Okay, Matthew 24, 4, Jesus said, Take heed, be careful that no one deceive you. Now these you don't have to put up. That's Matthew Matthew 24, 4. Mark 8, 15, Jesus said, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of Herod. religion. The Pharisees were under legalism or law, which leads you to be a hypocrite. And I know because I was there 40 years. You're a big fat hypocrite. If you go to church all the time, you know. Okay, so we'll have church on Saturday night. Let's go church early so we can go out and drink. (laughs) That's what we did. I'm serious. That's hypocritical. You know? Everybody's, uh, if you're young enough, you know, somebody's, some other husband's going to flirt with you or vice versa or those things are, you know what I mean? See, but yet you feel good because you went to church. See, then you could sleep in on, on Sunday morning if you stay out late or have a hangover. <laughs> now it's drugs. I don't, you know, I was not in a drug era. I never took any drugs. Okay, but see, it's okay. The Pharisees were under good works. If you do all these good works, you'll go to heaven. doesn't give a hang what you do in your life. <laughs> And that's not true. Right. I started to notice that. You know, the Lord was working on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. And we can't, we can't be leaving anything out. The good works. Well, that particular denomination, though, is getting on the stick. I see some things. They're actually uh, talking to people about taking Jesus. I know from my own relatives now, but that's a, that can be Pharisaical. It's a Pharisaical demon. They clean up the outside, but the inside stinks and is rotten. And it says Jesus called them whitewashed tombs. Inside the tomb is death, but you whitewash it and make it look beautiful. You know the casket. Yeah, sure. yep. yeah. What's in there? But death. That's right. See, the Pharisees were under legalism or the law, and it leads you to be a hypocrite. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what. I, and then I start. I uh, yeah, I started seeing that though, because I think I was born again way before. Yeah. And uh, it just was like, yeah, but you say. And then I found the scripture in Isaiah when I became a Christian. And it says, your mouths, your mouths are saying good things about me and worshiping me, but your hearts are far from me. I'm not saying it right, but it's okay. See, and it was just like the leaven of Herod. He, he was disobedient and he had a fleshly lifestyle that led to hypocrisy. Now, Peter was warned in 2 Peter 3:17, You therefore believe, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away by the error of the wicked. And he's calling those people that are born again wicked because that's what they're doing. Jesus, Jesus is not coming for a lukewarm church. Those people will be left to, who fornicate, with the world. It's fornicating with the world. He's coming for a consecrated, sanctified, purified church unspotted by the world. Now, there, that's why there are certain things that, that God may be working with us to clean up. Areas. See, would you marry someone who says I'll be <laughs> faithful for 364 days of the year if you'll just give me one day to jump in bed with another woman. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> See, 364 days, it was, you know, they stayed good, but he said, just give me one day, or she said, give me one day to jump in bed with another man. <laughs> Same, that's what we're doing, though, to him. He's married to us once we're... <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> Okay. <laughs> See, don't be deceived, don't be contaminated, or led away to a lukewarm cesspool. No. First Corinthians five six said, "A again, I'll say it: the a little leaven leavens the whole lump." And it, in the, um, another translation, it says, "Don't you realize that if even one person is allowed to go on sinning?" Soon all will be affected. Okay, there is someone that once in a while comes to our church, not real often, but they just swear up and down that we're wrong. And that's why I'm going to give you these scriptures again. And you, you at least write down the scriptures, Revelation 3 5. You can be blotted, blotted out of the Lamb's Book of Life. It's really important to know. You could be yeah. blotted out. Okay, Revelation 3, 5. I would tell you, write them in your Bible, the back or something. Because you're going to come up with this. The people are going to... Oh, I tell you what, they think we're an error, and yet they love our teaching. So, anyway... Thus shall he who conquers, wait a minute, uh, I th- let's use all King James on these. Okay. He that overcomes, the same shall he be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, yeah. but I will confess his name before my father and before the angels. Just the fact he said I won't means that there's a possibility you could. Okay, next one is uh, Revelation 20, verses 12 through 15. And I think we should say the whole thing, although a couple of them just say about the book of life. I also saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. Was not found written in the book of life, was also cast into the lake of fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they could have been a Christian. Twenty one, twenty seven. You know what? This one I want the amplified. <laughs> Sorry. But nothing that defiles or profanes or is unwashed shall ever enter into it. Nor anyone who commits abominations, unclean, detestable, morally repugnant things, or practices falsehood, but only those whose names are recorded in the Lamb's book of life. And this is, I'm sure they're talking about the New Jerusalem. Okay, now there's a couple of other ones. Exodus 32, 32 and 33. Yeah, yeah, And then you Yeah, I got it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Exodus 32 and 33. Oh, okay, Exodus 32, 32, and 33. Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and if not, see, he was interceding for him. Moses said this, blot me, I pray thee, out of the book which thou hast written. And the Lord said to Moses, whosoever has sinned against me, him will I blot out, out of my book. And not you, Moses. (laughs) In other words, that shows you right there. Okay, then, Psalm 69, 28. There's a lot of people out there that believe that. Um, and they're, But see, Scripture, you can't just say something and not back it up. You have to back it up with Scripture. Psalm 69, 28. Let them be... Blo- oh, this one amplifies. King James is fine. Let them be blotted out of the book of the living and not be written with the righteous. (laughs) Amen. Amen. That shows right there. You could be blotted out. Okay. I know that was... (laughs) So, anyway. um, I don't know. You know, if... Yeah. it's, It's just... Yeah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Yeah. And you know, you know, if, if anybody is here, let's just say a general prayer and you all stay in your seats. Or, you know, talk to God when you're home too. Ask, cry out to the Holy Spirit who's inside of you to help you to not compromise some of those things. Uh, it's it's just not it. Ugh. We're too close to the end here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Whoa! I mean, the way that's oh, there's going to be a revival. Yes. Amen. But you can't you can't guarantee on that. You know, start, start now. now so you can be help other people yeah. Yeah. in that yeah. revival. An yeah. And see, everyone it says, see. Zechariah 10:1 says, Ask for the rain in the time of the latter rain. We're in the latter rain. But ask for it to rain on every one grass in the field. Yeah. And that means every single person's yes. going to get rained on. Yes. Some are going to refuse it, though. Right. Yeah. They're going to refuse it, just like they always did. Yep. And now you can't, and I remember Kenneth Copeland said, Do not get all cryy. And get worried about it oh, no. if it's your one of your beloved ones, because you just gotta you st- not let their living get on you. Know? Might have to stay away. Yep. <laughs> well, that, what do you do if you're married to him? I don't know. <laughs> 12, 12 <says> that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, this is kind of heavy stuff, but it is. I've, I've. Uh, But all of these scriptures prove this. They prove that once you're saved, you're not always saved. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That there's there's a there's a place that you've got, right. and you've got some of It is is character, or little ways of cheating, or True. even taking things from work. Sure. Yep. You yep. know. I saw that in yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. People used to steal meat. He'd tell me. One time we were invited to a party, and then the guy said, he said, I took every bit of what I got here from Hormel's. And I went, I'm getting out of here. Oh, and then then we were invited down to the basement. And said, oh, we're we're showing some movies down there. It was pornography. I'd never seen it in my life. And I was like, I'm getting out of here. I went upstairs. I wasn't even a Christian then. See, just the way I was brought up. Thank God I was brought up that way. I, I just got... What? Amen. Yuck! <laughs> you were upstairs talking, and I was glad. <laughs> he had a half a beef. He's right out of the freezer. Wow. Okay. We're going home. <laughs> I'll tell you what. There's some characters. You know, you get friends from the place he did. It was a place of work, and I went, yuck. I do want those friends. <laughs> anyway. This, but this is, you know, okay, let's just, I'll just say a general prayer. You know, I've got that prayer of consecration, too, in here, I think. York. Yeah. There it is. Yep. Oh, it was right there, too. <laughs> I didn't realize. I just thought this was... Uh, yeah. Yeah, every day we mm-hmm. sunny morning. yeah. And so, Father God, we just, we just come before you very humbly. Yeah. Lord, with all humility and with repentant hearts. And we thank you that you have... When we get born again, that the Holy Spirit comes in and he's our helper and our standby and strengthener, and he prays for us. God, that we need to call on him to help us to overcome these things. Our God, to make afresh our complete giving over to you. To take our lives, God, and do something with them. And that we, we give you our hands and our feet and our mouth and our ears and our eyes and all these things, Lord. Our bodies are not to defile and be repugnant and, and, and do evil things that the enemy wants us to do in the world system. But Lord, they are to be living sacrifices for you it says in your word that we should offer our bodies as a holy, living sacrifice of praise to you. And God, we want we want to even renew our lives back to you and say, be the Lord. You are our Savior because you died on the cross. And we receive your blood for the forgiveness of our sins and your beating for our Healings, Lord God. And Lord, we just want to give over all of it to you. All of it. Nothing left behind. And we ask the Holy Spirit to help us in areas where we know we're missing it. And Lord, I know, too, when we really try and then we goof up and we repent and say, God, forgive me. I mean, I'm just going to make it really like if you're committing adultery. Lord, I committed adultery again. And I ask you to forgive me. And you said, if I confess my sins, you're faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And I ask the Holy Spirit to help me stop that, to help me to stop looking at pornography or whatever it is or drinking or doing drugs or whatever, whatever, Lord. I'm calling on the Holy Spirit to help and I know that he is my helper and my advocate and my strengthener and stand by. And, and he, he prays for me and I'm asking him to pray for me and, 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 and to do, to comfort me. Even in all of this, God, we ask you for forgiveness. And for those of us who are maybe not doing those fleshly things, but but we're still operating in fear whenever something happens, or we hear news about something, or operating in them, uh, anger. When something happens or offense, yes, yes. In, in depression, judging. in oppression, yes, judging other people, <laughs> you are the only righteous judge, Lord. We have no right. We need to judge ourselves. And these are higher things for people who are at a higher place. Not to do them anymore. Gossip. Unforgiveness. All of these things, Lord, because you said that we are actually capable of totally being like you. That we are predestined to be conformed to the image of God. And so, and even if we goof and we ask you for forgiveness again, I, I just thank you, Holy Spirit, for that strength to overcome. So we praise you, we thank you, Lord God, and we pray this prayer of dedication, consecration, and submission to you. In every area of our life, we want to belong to you, Father. We'll go where you want us to go. We'll do what you want us to do. Not my will, but your will be done. And I thank you, Father, that you work in us both to will and to do of your good pleasure. Be at work in us, God. Be at work in us because you have a good plan for my life. You have a plan of peace and joy and health, good health, of prosperity. And Father, what you want and what you desire is what we want. And that's what we desire. And not our will, but your will for our life every day, Father. Not my own way, not the way of the flesh, but the way of the Spirit. Father, your will, your plan, your way. And Lord, even this too, if someone says something to us instead of retorting back, that we would just shut our big mouths. But Father, we dedicate our life to you. Our spirit's dedicated to you, but our soul, what we think about, our minds, our will, We want it to be your will. Our emotions to stay intact no matter what. We can't use the excuse of all hormones or anything else, especially women or whatever, Lord. Because we have the Holy Spirit to help us. Because you have a plan for us in every area of our life. Every area as a mother, a father, a student as a brother or sister, as a wife or a husband, as a grandparent or, uh, you know, grandparents, whatever, God, whatever area of life we're in, God. We thank you, God, that the joy for the joy of obedience. And we will obey you with joy and not pouting and grumbling. And Father, we want to have the spirit of obedience in our life We don't want rebellion because it's the sin of witchcraft or stubbornness or pride and no resistance or hard-heartedness but a soft, sensitive heart willing to do anything for you, Lord. So we rebuke rebellion and stubbornness in Jesus' name. And Father, we say before your presence we're willing to do anything you want us to do. No matter what man says, no matter what the world says, you have found a willing person. You have found an obedient person. And Father, we will do what you say all the way, just the way you say it, Lord, no more, no less, and we'll do it with joy. And I thank you, Father, for the spirit of faith and the spirit of obedience, God, because you said in the word we could have both. And Father, we thank you that you will be fulfilled in our life to the glory, to your glory, and to your honor. In the name of Jesus, amen.